Hi, I'm Maya Anderson-Corns. I'm one of the seniors here at CCC, and today I'm going to be reading you today's verse, which is Genesis 1, 1 through 2. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. Good morning, Christ Community Church. My name, as Bob said earlier, is Ken Edge, and my wife Madeline and I have had the distinct privilege of serving as the middle school youth directors for the last couple years. Uh, it's been a, an amazing time to to spend with the with the middle schoolers and learn just how much energy I have lost since I was in that life stage. So. <laughs> Um, no, but it's, it's, been, it's been great. And since um, it's you Sunday, I also have the uh, pleasure of getting to bring the message this morning. Um, I also wanted to say I, w- I wouldn't typically be dressed quite so fancy, um, but uh, I've been under significant pressure from some of the middle schoolers to bring back Professor Ken, who uh, shows up occasionally when I bring particularly sciencey topics and so I thought I would do that a little bit today as well. Um, would, you, would you pray with me before I begin? Uh, Father, we want to know you. Um, we want to glorify you. And so, Lord, I just pray that you would help us to know you better today. I pray that your word would um, speak to us and that you would speak through me um, into the hearts and lives of everybody who, who hears it. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Nice. Thanks. <laughs> All right. Um, so the short reading this morning was from Genesis chapter 1. But before I get there, I'd like you to open in your Bibles, if you have them this morning, or your phones or whatnot, to Jeremiah chapter 9. Uh, my goal this morning is that you would take some time to meditate on the wonderful character of God. And that as you do, it would bring you um, to worship him and trust him even more. Uh, There's a quote that I love from A.W. Tozer. um, I believe it's the first line from his book, The Knowledge of the Holy. Um, He says, What comes into our minds when we think about God is the most important thing about us. Um, and I, I, I just love that quote. Um, and so going into Jeremiah, Jeremiah was a prophet sent to warn Israel that judgment was coming to them for their, their sins. Um, and going back a little bit, chapter 8, verse 18 starts a section in my Bible titled, Jeremiah Grieves for His People, uh, which continues through the end of chapter 9. And so, what is Jeremiah grieving over in this section? And also, what is God grieving over in this section? So, I want you to pay attention to chapter 9, verse 3. And you go to the end of the verse. And it says, They do not know me, declares the Lord. And then you look again at chapter 9, verse 6, the end of the verse. They refuse to know me declares the Lord. And then this section ends with um, fairly well-known verses, verses 23 and 24, and I'm going to read those for us. Thus says the Lord, let not the wise man boast in his wisdom, 
Let not the mighty man boast in his might. Let not the rich man boast in his riches. But let him who boasts, boast in this, that he understands and knows me. That I am the Lord who practices steadfast love, justice, and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight, declares the Lord. But let him who boasts, boast in this, that he understands and knows me. So I want to encourage us this morning, let's press in to understand and know God. Um, I hope that that is one of your, your greatest desires in life, one of your strongest pursuits, and one of your deepest joys to understand and know God. So going back to Genesis chapter 1, what can we learn about God, about the character of God from these very first verses of the Bible? So let me read them again for us. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. All right, there are two things in particular that I want us to take from these two verses this morning, one from each verse. Um, and the first from verse one is this, that God is incomprehensibly and unimaginably powerful. There, there are two Hebrew words that are used um, most of the time to describe the work of creating something in the Old Testament. Um, there is yeshar, and there is bara. All right, so yeshar is the kind of creation where you take, like, paint, and then you make a painting, right? Or you take a few boards, um, and you create a table with it. All right, so you take some materials, some raw materials, or whatever it is, and you fashion it together, and you create something new. Um, and it's a new creation. Um, that's yeshar. Bara is a different kind of creation. It's creation from absolutely nothing. Um, this is something that uh, arguably is not even possible for, for us to do, but it's something that only God can do. And so this first verse of Genesis, it says, God bara the heavens and the earth. Um, he created them from absolutely nothing. He had no materials to work with. Uh, that is the power of God. And, and he didn't just create anything from nothing. He created such immense expanses of planets and galaxies and stars. Um, it's I impossible to, for us to even fathom. Um, so this is something that we were talking about with the middle schoolers earlier this year as we were talking about worship. And we were, and we were looking through some videos by, um, of Louis Giglio as he was speaking about the, the, the wonders of God in creation um, during his, um, the Chris Tomlin tour, How Great Is Our God. And one of the quotes that he said, he starts off his talk by saying, um, God spoke and light came out of his mouth traveling 186,000 miles per second. It's pretty fast, all right? Uh, the fastest mankind has ever gone is in the Apollo 10 space module as it was returning to Earth, um, coming in at a speed of 25,000 miles per hour um, or a, a whopping seven miles per second. Um, the fastest man-made object ever recorded is the Parker Solar Probe, which orbits our planet and reaches uh, staggering speeds of 92 miles per second. Um, 
but God speaks and light comes out at 186,000 miles per second. He spoke and stars were created. Um, Our sun is so huge, it makes up for 99.8% of all mass in our entire solar system. It's 109 times the diameter of the earth and could hold about a million earths inside of it. Its surface is about 10,000 degrees Fahrenheit and its core, um, we think, reaches about 27 million degrees Fahrenheit. This star is one of more than 100 billion stars in our galaxy. And so far, with the Hubble uh, Space Telescope, we've been able to discover about 100 billion galaxies, but that's only because we haven't been able to see any further than that. And each one of those 100 billion galaxies has about 100 billion stars in it. It's insane. It's amazing what God created from absolutely nothing. I want to talk about one of these stars just because I get super excited about it. And I think this is really important as we understand the, the power of God because God is really, really powerful. It's called UI Scuti. It's the largest star that we've been able to discover. It's in our galaxy near the, the center of it. It's so big that it takes light traveling at 186,000 miles per second, hours just to get from one side of it to the other. It's, it's, it's literally almost impossible to map to imagine um, this, this scale. But I want to try to help you understand it a little bit. So when I was in Kansas City last summer, um, I was walking downtown and I saw, I just stumbled upon something. It's, it's a scale of our solar system um, just 10 billion times smaller. So it's, 10, it's a 10, 1 to 10 billion scale of our solar system as you're walking a down one of the main streets in Kansas City. And it starts off, you get to a plaque with, um, it talks about the sun, and it's got a little pole with a physical, like, ball. It's about the size of a softball on there, um, which is our sun 10 billion times smaller. It's got some interesting facts about it, and then you you keep on walking down the sidewalk, and you get to the next planet, um, Mercury. You've got to walk about 25 feet to get to this next planet, and inside of a little encased thing, it's got a little needle. And on the tip of the needle, you got mercury, and you can barely even see it because it's so small on this scale, and it's 25 feet from, from where the sun is, okay? You walk another 25 feet to get to, to Venus, and it's still it's a little bit bigger, but it's still just about that big. Another 25 feet, um, you get to Earth, Another 25 feet, you get to Mars. By the time you get to Jupiter, you've walked 150 feet from the sun. That's how much space, that's how big of an expanse our solar system is. And Jupiter is just smaller than a, a penny at that scale. This, this sun, UI, or this star, UI Scuti, it's so big that if you put it where our sun is located in our solar system, its surface would reach Jupiter's orbit. That's... That's how big this star is. And along with—oh, and you can show the slide. I've got a slide just to kind of show you. You can't really see our sun very well, but there's a little dot, and that's about the size of our sun compared to UI Scooty. Along with everything else, God created this supergiant star from nothing. And what I want to, to communicate with you this morning is that there is no limit to the power of God. Uh, There is nothing that is too big, too intense, or too intimidating for him to handle. All right? I think that that probably should be 
fairly self-explanatory with what God was able to create from absolutely nothing. So let's keep going um, and, and look at the second verse uh, of Genesis 1. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Okay, it wasn't until a few years ago that I realized how weird this verse is. <laughs> okay? This is a really weird verse. Like, this is before the first six days of creation, right? They haven't even started yet. Um, it's like God is opening—it's like you're at this Broadway show— and the curtains open, and the very first scene, you've got sort of this planet that's, there's no light, it's completely dark, there's no life, it's chaotic, there's not even a boundary to the ocean yet. It's kind of this boundless ocean, it's dark, there's, it's, it's completely unformed, uninhabited. There was nothing there. Nothing besides darkness and chaos no life. But you get to the end of verse 2, and what, what else do you see there? The Spirit of God is hovering over the waters. It's almost like God was rolling up his sleeves and like, man, this doesn't look good, but I'm about to do something really cool here, all right? I'm about to do something amazing. He was preparing to fill that earth with life and order and beauty and organization and good. Um, because if you keep on reading through the rest of chapter 1, you see just how beautiful everything is that he creates and just how orderly it all is. The first, the first day he creates light and kind of the expanse of space. The second day, seas and sky. The third day, dry land. And then you just want to put the next slide up. You can kind of see... On the fourth day, he fills the, the first day's light and expanse with star, stars and other planets and moons. The fifth day, he fills the seas and the sky with birds and fish. The sixth day, he fills the dry land with uh, mankind and uh, land-dwelling creatures. So God proceeded to just very orderly make this dark, chaotic place into this wonderful, beautiful, life-filled place. Now, one question you have to ask yourself is, all right, is God powerful enough to create all of this in one instant? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Like, God could have created all of this just in, in an instant. He didn't need to take six days to do it. Um, he's powerful enough to do it all at once. So why, why would he take this time, and why would he start off with earth being formless and void and completely dark. And I think that among, among other things is to show us that our God is a redeemer. And I don't think that we have to go any further than the very first two verses of Genesis to see the character of God that he that he delights in redeeming things. And that's the second thing that I want to take from these verses, that he delights in bringing light into darkness, life into an otherwise dead place, 
and order in chaos. So in these first two verses, we see that God not only has the power, but also the desire to redeem. Um, And it makes me think of Luke chapter 5, verses 12 through 13. I'm going to just turn there really quickly. This is while Jesus is uh, going about in his ministry. He comes across a leper. I'll start reading verse 12. While he was... While Jesus was in one of the cities, there came a man full of leprosy, and when he saw Jesus, he fell on his face and begged him, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. The leper recognized that Jesus had the power, but he wasn't sure if Jesus had the desire to make him clean. And Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him, saying, I will be clean. And immediately the leprosy left him. Friends, Jesus is willing He wants to heal us. He wants to bring life into dead souls. He wants to bring beauty into those areas which seem hopeless. In Psalm 51, um, David writes, uh, he writes this psalm as really a a, a prayer of repentance after he was convicted of some pretty, pretty rough sins in his life. And as he's praying to God, he, in verse 10, he writes, Create in me a clean heart, O God. And you know what word David used when he said create? It was bura. This is creation from nothing because David realized that if God was going to do a work in his life, it was going to have to be from nothing. There was no materials to work with there. There was no good in his heart. He needed God, and that's a, God, that's a work that only God can do. So if, if, that's, if that's what you're facing right now, um, you, can't, you can't make all of this... This, this, you can't make sin go away just from your own strength. This is something, this is a work that only God can do. And I don't care what it is that you are potentially facing today, okay? Because there is no sin, there is no struggle, there is no addiction, there is no grief, there is no depression that God cannot or does not want to free you from. So maybe you've never asked God to do this in your life. Uh, Maybe you've heard a lot about Jesus and the work that he did on the cross um, to be able to to, to save save us from our sins and make us new. But maybe you've never really gone to him for that. Um, I want you to know this morning that Jesus is not only capable of saving you and bringing light into the darkness and forgiving your sin— He wants to do that. His spirit is literally hovering over that darkness and that emptiness in your life. Or maybe you already know God. You've already asked for him to forgive you and be the Lord of your life. But there's something that you feel is too big. Maybe even impossible for you to overcome. And I want to encourage you this morning that God's work in your life does not end at salvation. Right? It does not end at justification. God wants to continue to make beautiful, continue to put light into darkness, continue to heal and fill the things that are empty, dark, and chaotic in your life. Do you believe that this morning? I hope so. Let's pray.
Father, um, we're so thankful that that you care about us. We're so thankful that you not only have the power, but you have the desire to redeem every aspect of our lives and make it more like, more like you. Lord, we're we're sorry that there are that there are so many areas of our lives that that we let darkness creep in sometimes, or maybe that we've never gone to you um, to redeem. But Lord, I I thank you that you have the power to do that. And Lord, I just pray that that you would be doing that work in our lives um, today, tomorrow, uh, and for the rest of our life. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. All right. Thanks.